The Online Marketing Show. Every day with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hi, welcome to the Online Marketing Show. I'm your host, Joey Bushnell. Today's special guest is Kane Minkus. Kane, thank you so much for being with me today. You're welcome, Joey. Thank you for having me. A quick introduction for Kane. He is part of a duo, Jeff and Kane. You may have heard of them before. They're very well known for their program, The Industry Rockstar System. They are best-selling authors on the topic of personal branding, and before they were 30 years old, they built five multi-million dollar companies from scratch, so they really know what they're doing. At the moment, they help train and coach people to become a rock star in their industry, and that is what we're going to be talking about today. You can find out more over at industryrockstar.com. So Kane, can I ask, how did you get started in this business? Wow, how did I get started? Um... Well, I got started by, by making lots of mistakes, um, doing a lot of stupid things, and deciding I would love to help others not do that. Um, so, you know, look, actually, Jeff and I fell into this industry a little bit by chance. Um, the, if, I'll give you the funny version. The funny version is that I was, I was running a company of mine that I started when I was 22 years old. I was about 28, 29 at the time. And um, we had built one of the top companies in the world in production and media. This is a media company. And we went to go sell the company, and I had it with a business partner. And um, we were starting to get offers on the company, and a lot of the investors, the, the people who want to buy the company, were saying, how dependent upon, how dependent is this company upon the owners itself? In other words, they want to make sure they weren't buying a company that was going to dissipate once the owners left. And I said, oh, you know, nothing. It has nothing to do with us at all, um, which, which was really quite true, but it was hard to prove because we were so involved in the business. Yeah. So we had all these offers on the table, you know, for, you know, huge, huge amounts of money. We were all excited. We thought we'd be retired for the rest of our lives. And a lot of them pulled out because they were concerned that um, the company was so dependent upon me uh, and my brand. So my business partner said to me, hey, how about you get lost for a while so we can prove that this company can run without you? And uh, that was when I essentially stepped out of the business and called up um, my friend Jeff. And I said, hey, i got to disappear for a while. What do you think about helping some other people locally just learn how to build a business pretty fast? He said, all right, well, we'll have some fun. We'll do it on the nights and the weekends. And we started, you know, we did our first seminar. We, had a, a, we rented a little restaurant. And we invited about 15, 20 of our friends. And we said, look, we need something to do. We're going to teach you guys how to build your businesses. So come on by. Um, and we had all these friends come on by and they listened to us for, you know, five, six hours. And they said, wow, this stuff is so cool. We want to invite some more friends and do a longer seminar with you guys. And we said, sure, no problem. Just let us know when. So uh, about three months later, we showed up to uh, a hotel where our friends had arranged it. And there was about 85 people there. <laughs> we went, OK. So we, we shared with them our techniques and what we were doing and our marketing and branding and sales techniques and packaging and positioning and everything we were doing in the industry, speaking, presenting, all the stuff that we talk about today in our trainings. And uh, they said, wow, that was awesome. We'd love to do it with our friends and even a longer training. Mm -hmm. So months later, we showed up and they had rented out another hotel room for three days. I mean, they told us that they wanted us for three days. And there were 350 people there. <laughs> well, I think we, we, we have a business here because a lot of people show. And they seem to want to learn. So maybe we should do more of this. 
So we, we started to get more formal and we started to put together trainings and manuals and, and, uh, formulating our stuff. And within about two years, we started getting invited to some of the largest stages in the world to teach and ended up, you know, being on stages with Sir Richard Branson and Tony Robbins and Donald Trump and, um, Robert Kiyosaki and all these great, brilliant thought leaders. And they were just asking us to basically share what was our systems for building businesses so quickly. How were we able to do close to 24 of them, uh, you know, before we were 30 years old? That's a, sorry, that's a, that's a little bit of a long story, maybe, Joey, but that was kind of how we fell into it. And from there, we, we learned that there was a whole world uh, that we could make out of it, and we did. And now we travel the world teaching people how to build their businesses. Brilliant. And it's very good as well. I've seen you live myself, Kane. I saw you guys come over to London in 2012, which is when I first saw you and saw your content, and it was really cool. And when I saw you, you were talking about your concepts of becoming an industry rock star. So what is all that about, and what is the overall idea behind industry rock star? Well, this is a great question. So this is the core of our teachings, and essentially the the umbrella of our message is that the those who um, are seen at the top of their industry ultimately are able to have the most impact in the world. Now, that could mean that they're making the most money, um, although most people at the top of the professions are really most concerned about helping people, serving the planet, serving people, and really making the impact and having a fulfilling career. Um, and ultimately, just being able to kind of take care of themselves, their families, and and have it at a much easier level than, than struggling around. So um, we, we noticed there was, uh, look, there was many, many, trainings that Jeff and I participated in, many, many coaches, many mentors that we had. We, we did a lot of research over the 10 years that we were running our own companies um, before we were 30. And so we realized there were certain things we were doing that were helping our companies get packaged up and positioned in a market uh, in a very, very effective way. And so being an industry rock star is about being seen as the, the leader of your industry. Um, some people have called it expert uh, sort of this, this term in the world, you know, show up as the expert. We, we, it's really a space higher than that. It's we want you to show up as the innovator and as the leader and as the one everybody says this is the person you got to go to because they are the they're the most significant brand in the marketplace in that industry. And a lot of people unfortunately think that you have to work your way up from the bottom. And this is a very big common myth in business. In fact, if you think about it, if you think about Donald Trump. If he was going to start a new business, so you just take your pick, an ice cream company or a, you know, a shoe company or, you know, something just random. Do you think he would start at the bottom and start working his way up from a, you know, from an un entity? And, you know, the answer is, of course, no. I mean, he would go in there, he would use all of his techniques and all of his muscle and all of his exposure and power to start his company at the top. Mm-hmm. And so we essentially started to assemble all of the techniques we were using to go right into an industry. An oversaturated industry, by the way, because we've done this in, 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 you know, we, we've done about a, a do, two dozen businesses and, and many of them were in oversaturated industries where there were already enough people in that industry servicing it. And then within a couple of years, you know, became the leading brand in that industry. Sure. So what we want people to be able to do is quickly, quickly navigate to the top. Um, or, or even maybe better said from what I'm saying is really just start at the top mm-hmm. and then let everybody else around them know what a what an amazing uh, business they are. Otherwise, they become what we call the best-kept secrets. And there are a lot of those people in the world where they're just the best-kept secrets, and they're amazing at what they do, but nobody knows they exist. So is this mainly information-based businesses, or can this apply to any business at all? Uh, so great question. So um, information businesses, or information divisions as we're calling it, is one of the fastest-growing types of businesses, or types of divisions, 
but it's absolutely not limited to this. I mean, we, we not only have, I mean, we, we've, we've worked with over 3 million people worldwide since we started four years ago. I mean, it really exploded. And we've obviously covered practically, I mean, every industry I could ever think of. I'm sure there's a few we haven't touched, but so it doesn't matter what industry, everything from people from the oil industry down to, you know, little mom and pop shops, um, as them out of the States. I don't know if you use the term mom and pop, but in other very small businesses, um, individuals, self-employed, everybody from professional, you know, self-employed professionals, like, graphic designers, all the way up to large corporations that we've worked with, like Sony and Warner Brothers and Apple and things like that. So it, it's really it's really just about how do you continue to um, design a business out of what you love, bring it into the marketplace, and be very successful at it very quickly. Brilliant. So in the information business space, what kind of products can we create? What kind of services can we give and get paid for? So the information space, which is really hot space these days and is often commonly referred to as the expert space. In other words, you take yourself or your personal brand, and this is something we talk a lot about is personal branding. Mm -hmm. Um, You take your personal brand and you make yourself the business. In other words, what you're selling is your knowledge or your information. Mm -hmm. And there's essentially never been a better time in history to put together your knowledge or information into a business and bring it out to the world and help people. Because of the Internet and social media, Branding yourself and building products and services, you know, just kind of taking them out of your head, your, your intellectual property, essentially, mm-hmm. and turning them into products and services has never been easier to develop a really successful and global business. So um, what, what people can expect when they're building that business is to start to take out their knowledge and their systems, their ideas. Um, and if someone, someone might be listening to this going, well, you know, what kind of ideas or systems or knowledge do I have? And the reality is everybody on the planet has specialized knowledge in something. Whatever you have spent your time doing or whatever you love to do, you've learned more about that area than someone who, say, is five or ten years younger than you or someone who is just entering into that area because they love it. So the information space is about really taking your specialized knowledge and turning it into products and services that help people reduce the timeline, not make as many mistakes, um, increase their success, that kind of thing. So we're putting this information into coaching programs, speaking and events, books and other things like this? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we've been teaching for years. It's essentially what we call six revenue streams of an industry rock star or or this person who's using the information division. And the first one is essentially coaching or consulting. These are the first two domains. And coaching and consulting, you know, when you're consulting, you're sharing your specialized knowledge. You're getting paid to help others learn what you know already. When you're coaching, you're helping them implement or apply that specialized knowledge to make sure it's, it's actually getting the results they want. The next two domains are uh, public speaking, where you can get paid as a keynote fee to go in and share your specialized knowledge, or seminars and trainings. You can be a seminar leader. And this is where you'll offer group events, group trainings, um, and you present over you know X amount of hours or days, and you just share your knowledge with people. Mm-hmm. Um, the other two areas are what we call authoring. And authoring is where you are essentially writing books, writing ebooks, uh, putting out content and getting paid for that kind of stuff, creating products, board games, uh, you know, anything where your knowledge has gone into authoring it. And the last one is the internet marketing uh, component. Mm-hmm. And when people put together all these things, uh, the coaching, consulting, seminar leading, speaking, authoring, and internet marketing, they're utilizing this leverage model that we teach of how to get revenue in from all these different sources. So once we've done that and we've put together products and we have services on offer, we've got to get ourselves out there. One thing that people want to know is that we are the expert, that we are the right person who can teach them what they're looking to learn. When I saw you speak, Kane, you mentioned something called the five M's of personal branding. 
And through that, we would be able to increase our perceived value in the marketplace. Would you mind going through those five M's, please? Sure. So um, let me preface this a little bit to say the five M's are about personal branding. Mm -hmm. So what is going on these days is that executives are coming out from behind the logos. CEOs are coming out from behind the, the business logos. And business owners are coming out from behind the logos. In other words, people are understanding because of social media that we like to deal um, in, you know, very personal, um, personal experiences. So people like to, they like to deal with the people behind the logos. They want to deal with the people behind the businesses. And this has pushed a very strong and important, um, uh, world around personal branding. In other words, even if you own a business and your business is not, um, an information business, they still want to get to know you because you are the person behind the business. And we're just so, I mean, you could on, on, on Facebook nowadays and you can look, you can look up what somebody had for dinner last night, where they were hanging out, where they're traveling, you know, who they were with. And we're so used to getting this personal information that if you're not personally branding yourself or in other words, getting yourself out there from behind your company, people feel like you're kind of hiding and they don't like to do business with people that are hiding anymore these days. They like to do business with very visible brands. Great examples of this are people like Sir Richard Branson who is just an incredible brander. He's obviously got a very strong personal brand. If you're listening to this and you know who Richard Branson is, then you can, then you've been a, at effect of his brilliant personal branding. Mm -hmm. People like Steve Jobs also did a great job personal branding and being an important personality behind the force of Apple. Mm -hmm. So these five M's are about how to personally brand because, you know, you don't really just wake up one morning and you're great at branding yourself. In fact, We've seen a lot of people just try to do it on their own and they end up making a mess of their company and their brands and, you know, end up destroying things. So these five M's are essentially the five M's that we teach in our training in great detail. And I'll just run through them here. The first one about your personal branding is your makeup. This is what we call M number one, your makeup, which is things like your name. Okay. Your name is a part of your brand, uh, which is a pretty straightforward one. There are things like your label. And, you know, when people say, you know, what do you do? And you tell them what you do. If someone says to you, what do you do? And you say, I'm a journalist or I'm a photographer or I'm a graphic designer. You've now labeled yourself. And we teach people how to create a powerful label for their brand. Because, for example, people have, have come to know and label Jeff and I as the number one global business coaches. So that's kind of our label and that's part of our brand. The question is, do you have a, uh, a profound or powerful label? And this is something that, you know, you need to choose actively. The next part of, of your makeup is um, essentially your clothing and things that you actually, you know, wear on the outside. It's kind of like your, your um, the way you dress. It's, it's like, you know, the things, um, the image, that's, that's the word I'm looking for, sorry. Mm -hmm. It's essentially the image that you're creating through your dress. And although we don't spend a lot of time teaching people, let's say, how to dress or how to do image, we do we do say it's an important part of something you need to, to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. The last part of makeup is your colors. So what kind of colors are you actually using to represent yourself? Then we move on to number two, which is the second M. It's called your message. And your message is really important because your message is what people bond to in the marketplace. We have this little saying called your message to market match. And your message to market match is one of the most important parts of your personal brand. In short, it's the message that you are giving to your market or to the audience. And that's the reason they're going, Oh yeah, I love that message. I love what that person is saying. Mm -hmm. For example, our message is that you can take anything you're passionate about, anything you're passionate about and turn it into a seven figure business a year in three years or less. Okay. And that's our message to the marketplace. You want to do something you love to do. You can, and we'll teach you how. 
And so that message will resonate with a certain amount of people in an audience. And that's really what they bond to with us. And that's why they come to spend time with us and engage in our trainings and things. The third M in personal branding is called your method. And your method is essentially your blueprint. It's a system or a formula that helps you achieve a certain result. It's kind of your recipe. And every one of us has a step-by-step recipe we use to create the results that we create in some area of our lives. If you're an incredible mother, uh, you have a step-by-step you know, recipe that you do all day long to have your children be extraordinary. Uh, and you, you may not have ever thought about it that way, but you do it. If you're a chef or a cook, you know, cook, you get it. You follow recipes. You have recipes. You've created your own recipes. Mm-hmm. And this method that we're talking about is your recipe for whatever area you're great at. Mm-hmm. The fourth out of five here is called moments. And your moments in your life are an important part of your brand. In other words, these are your stories. These are the moments of your life that go into making up who you are. And, of course, every person has the stories of their life. A lot of people have awesome stories of their life. Mm-hmm. And some people feel like they don't have great stories of their life, so they feel like, how could I be so special? But as it turns out, even your most uh, boring stories of your life are very interesting to other people because it helps them learn lessons from your life. And, I, you know, I want to make a quick note here that one of the most important things that you have as a human being is is your mistakes, the things that you've done that were pretty stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've done... A lot of them, I'll tell you that one of the reasons Jeff and I are, are, you know, up on stages in front of thousands of people is because we've effectively been willing to make more mistakes in the last 10 years than most people will make in their whole lives. So, you know, don't forget that some of these moments and these stories are about sharing the silly, stupid mistakes that you've made in your life and your business and your relationships, whatever you teach about or whatever you talk about. Mm-hmm. And the last uh, of the five M's is called metaphors. And this is the, the part of your personal brand where you use imagery, where you surround yourself with, um, you know, representations or images that already carry a lot of strong emotion. Uh, you know, maybe you, I come to your website and you have a, you know, a, a beautiful nature scene or trees because that's important to you and that evokes an immediate experience for the, the person. Jeff and I use the rock star thing because, you know, part of my history was in media and music and, and production. And so what would rang true for me is to keep this metaphor going in my life of, of, uh, of concerts, of music, of excitement, of that kind of energy, of being the rock star. So we use a little bit of imagery of concerts, of people, of lights, of stages, that kind of thing. And when people see that, they have an immediate reaction because there's, there's, it's already carries so much emotion with it. So what are the emotions that you want to evoke and what's the imagery that you're using in your branding? Uh, is, it, is it matching? Thank you, Kane. That was great. And are we sprinkling these five elements everywhere? It's the way we package our products, it's on our website, it's the stories we tell from stage, it's included in free reports, books and autoresponder series, on your blog too. Is it is that correct? Is it just everywhere throughout all of our marketing? Yeah, I mean, you're, all these elements to your personal brand are essentially what give the character behind the business. You use them everywhere, all sure. the time, you're using them everywhere. You mentioned earlier, Kane, about how you can fast track, even if you feel that you're coming from the bottom. What we should do is go straight to the top. And I know that you mentioned before that perceived value is one way to do that. Do you have any tips on increasing our perceived value? Is it an internal thing? Do you find that people are holding themselves back on this issue? Yeah, you know, this is uh, this is one of the critical things. And I, you said a great term in there, which I really want to stress back out, which is perceived value. Mm-hmm. And we talk about how value is a perception. Um, you know, what makes a Rolex worth so much money? What makes a Ferrari worth so much money? 
what makes a Mont Blanc pen worth so much money? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll just, you, I'll give you a couple of kind of juicy morsels here. The first thing is the story of it. Yeah. And, I, you know, just a little bit about this in, in the moments of the personal branding, but, you know, your stories of your life make you very unique, valuable. And it's, it's really, you know, a friend of ours, Seth Godin, who's a very famous marketer in the States, um, has written many best-selling books on marketing. You know, he says it's not really about the stuff that we sell anymore. It's really about the story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he says it about now, but I think it's sort of this kind of classic, like essentially anything that sells, sells on the story. So the question is, is what is the story that you are telling the marketplace? Mm-hmm. Telling them a story that's increasing the value. Do you even, you know, do you have a story for your product or service? Are you just trying to sell your product or service? Mm-hmm. So think about the story that you, that you give about, um, what is the product or service that you're selling? That's, that's one of them. I'll give you a couple others. Another is price points. Now, the reason I start with stories is because if you think about it, everything else that's going to follow here is essentially the story of your business. Mm-hmm. So your price, okay, are you expensive? You know, you should be. You should be expensive because odds are you spend a lot of time investing in yourself and investing in your abilities. Why wouldn't you be, you know, on the upper echelon of price points for your industry, if not the most expensive? Because that perception of you being expensive always brings this, this sense of cachet, this sense of exclusivity to you because obviously only a certain amount of people can achieve uh, or spend on the more expensive products. Mm-hmm. You know, why does Vuitton have the brand it has? Yeah. Um, you know, why does Gucci have the brand it has? These things are expensive brands and people know that they're exclusive because they're expensive. Well, that is part of their story. You know, if you ask what is part of the story of Vuitton, it is exclusive purses for, for, you know, a woman who wants to spend a lot of money. So that's a certain type of woman, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that part of the story causes the uh, value to rise or the perceived value in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a couple of things that you can look at right away just out of this, this conversation is what's the story you're telling the marketplace? Are you expensive? You should absolutely be having expensive lines and products, very, very outrageously expensive products. And be selling those things because, hey, by the way, there are people that will buy your expensive stuff. Mm-hmm. One of the best lessons we learned, we, you know, we had dinner with Sir Richard Branson last year. Um, it was, you know, look, there are, there are people who want things. There's, there is someone everywhere in the world who wants everything. So if you want to have a very high end product, there's someone in the world that wants to pay you and have that experience. So why not offer it? Because it gives you, cachet and you will probably sell some so why do people not charge expensively came what's the reason for that is it just a feeling that they will price themselves out and people won't want to spend that money well yeah this is is an awesome question um you know why do people not not um have expensive product lines or why do they not why not charge a lot of money you know look it it often comes down to just fear and it comes down to a few things. And, and, you know, in our trainings, we not only explore the tactical side of building businesses, but we also explore the leadership side, the mindset side, like mm-hmm. top CEOs and top executives. What are the top entrepreneurs and world-class successful entrepreneurs? What do they think like in all these domains? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what makes them tick in, in, in their behaviors? How do they manage their fears and what kind of beliefs are they are they running around with, and how do we get aligned with those people? Because you know, when Jeff and I started, when I was 22, I started completely broke. Mm-hmm. I was home. I was forty thousand dollars in debt. I had no money to my name. 
Uh, I was sleeping on a friend's couch. I had no home. My parents were really worried, <laughs> you know, right? And just, you know, basically dropped out of university and they were thinking, oh my goodness, what did we do wrong? And, you know, three years later, I had built one of the top companies in the world and the, and the distinction was the difference. The, the thing that really made the difference was having great mentors around me that thought completely differently than I did mm-hmm. and me go, huh? That person thinks totally differently than I do on that topic. What would it be like if I adopted their belief system and operated from their belief system? And take your pick because there's a million conversations. It's like, what if I adopted their belief system around my own value? What if I showed up in a meeting, in a sales meeting, and I really truly congruently believe that I'm actually worth three times as much as what I thought I was worth yesterday? What would happen? What would happen if I asked for twice as much? What would happen if I... If I, if I decided that I wasn't going to take on a client that could barely pay me, but I was only going to network with and hang out with super wealthy and successful people. Mm-hmm. And I took on the, the mindset that what I have is so valuable that they all want it. Mm-hmm. And what if I start to figure out how to position it? You know, so it's, it's kind of this kind of questioning and conversations. And this is the kind of stuff that we help people really change their thinking because that's really what's driving the bus. How do we build and find our audience, predominantly online, and how do we start attracting the right people to us? Okay, great question. We often say that businesses are essentially three things. The, the explanation of what somebody does is, is done in three different ways. The first one is, who do you serve? Mm-hmm. People must know, who do you serve? And they have to be able to say, yes, this is me, or no, this is not me. Okay. If they don't know who you serve, it's very frustrating for them, and they end up kind of just nodding their heads and smiling and saying, oh, yeah, sounds great, and then nothing ever happens. So you need to know who you serve specifically, and the more specific, the better. I mean, do you serve you know, women between the age of 45 and 55 who are transitioning out of their jobs into uh, building their first business as an entrepreneur? Cool. That's pretty specific. I could even get more specific. It could be a geographic location. Um, it could be, you know, a specific, a specific type of, of woman, maybe a, a religious section or, you know, or a cultural or ethnic section. The more specific you are about who you serve, the, the faster you get to that market. The second thing that a business is, is what problems they have. What are, what are the problems that you solve for people? Because all a business really is, is, a, is solving problems. That's, that's all a business is. If you want to be really successful and get really, really rich and help a lot of people, just learn to solve their problems. Find out what problem they have and solve it and charge them for it. And that's what's cool is that people have an endless amount of problems. So you can have an endless amount of great businesses. Mm -hmm. The third thing is is what people get when they purchase from you. So it's who they serve, what problems you solve, and what do they get? What do they get? Do they get a box of DVDs? Do they get a vacuum? Do they get, uh, and these are physical results, right? So what do they act get from you? Do they get a system? Do they get a this? Do they get a that? And what are the results that it produces? So, mm-hmm. you know, if my problem is, um, well, I'll give you a simple problem, right? Like, I don't know anything about cars. <laughs> car this week, right? Noises in my car. Who do I go to? Well, simple. I go to a mechanic. Why? Because I know who he serves is people who own cars. And that's pretty general, of course. So you could probably get more specific. But let's say who he serves is, People in my local in Sydney, where I live, right? Sydney, Australia. He serves local people who have having car problems, who don't know anything about their cars. And what you get is you get a car that is fixed. You get peace of mind, and you get to get on your way to your life without having to worry about your car. If I met that guy online or offline, and he was crystal clear about those three things, um, he would get my business because I would feel like, wow, I get him. 
So how do we go about actually selling to these people? Do you have any specific scenarios where you actually ask for a sale? Well, what you just said is actually very important because as it turns out, one of the number one reasons people don't get the sales is because they don't ask for it. Okay. Um, specifically online, one of the main reasons people don't get the sales is because people are not clear about how to buy or where to buy from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what you just said I think was very profound, which is make sure you're asking for the sale. Um, you know, look around at your website. Are you asking for the sale in offline? Are you actually saying to them, I'd like to do business with you. Let's do business. Are you ready to go? Yeah. Uh, but to maybe back up a step, Joey, I think what you're asking is, how do we actually put them in the path of being able to buy stuff? And that's where packaging comes in. Okay. So ultimately, people want to buy some sort of um, system, and and this is a this is something we we say a lot in our in our first training is that you're not selling information, you're not selling a product, you're selling a system. Mm-hmm. People to they have a problem and they're looking for a solution, and they want to buy something that is a proven system that they know that if they you know drop the the if they drop the marble in the, the start, it's going to roll through some black box and come out the end as whatever they want, you know, you know, a beautiful sculpture or something. In other words, metaphorically, they want to be able to plug their problem into the system and come out the other side with a solution. Mm-hmm. So that can show up in many forms. You know, you can show up in terms that you could have DVD products, you could have CDs, you could have uh, iPhone applications, you could have um, books, you could have templates. Um, you can do services like coaching, group coaching, seminars, keynote speaking. Um, you can have technology products. You can obviously build, you know, any any physical product, inventions, things like that. But all of those things essentially fall under the category of packaging. Okay. And what people really need to know is what are the right packages for them, and how do they effectively package up their knowledge into a product or service? And this is exactly Joy what we teach in our trainings is. How do you take all your, your wisdom and knowledge and turn them into products and services that people can consume and solve their problems around the world? Brilliant. Well, Kane, thank you so much for doing this interview with me today. I've really loved all the amazing content that you've given. Where can we go to get more content from you? Do you have a, a website or a blog? And also, if we want to go much deeper into this topic, where can we find out more about the Industry Rockstar program? Awesome. So, look, we are now in uh, 11 countries. Okay. Um, leading trends. And cool enough, we are going to be leading very, very extensively in the UK this year, uh, which is awesome. It'll be our first, you know, we've been all over the, the globe, but we just haven't stopped getting in the UK until this year. Uh, we got invited by some very large promoters there. They loved our work and they invited us and they're going to be promoting us pretty heavily throughout the UK. So uh, where you can look most effectively is come join us at an event in, uh, in one of the cities in the UK this year. Okay. In order to we're going to be, you should go to our site, our website called industryrockstar.com. So industryrockstar.com. And if it's easier for you to remember, you can go to Jeff and Kane, that's K-A-N-E.com, J-E-F-F-A-N-D-K-A-N-E.com. Either way, you'll get our tour schedule there as we tour, you know, across the globe um, and come join us in an event. We often give uh, complimentary events in territories uh, and we often do some really cool things to help people get to know us and know what our philosophy is before they spend more time with us in our trainings. Very cool. That's the end of today's show. Thank you for tuning in. I highly recommend that you go over to the website and check that out. And if Jeff and Kane are ever speaking in a city near you, I recommend that you go and see them live. Kane, once again, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Total pleasure. The Online Marketing Show. Every day with Joseph Bushnell helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, 
increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money.